You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita City, Jake Martin. Good morning, Jake Martin. Good morning. How, How are you doing? doing? Good. Yeah. We're all on the same page, same wavelength. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. Your calls, your texts, always welcome on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. That number is 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. See how the power of choice can save you money on auto and home insurance. That number is 588-7474. So I know we lead off with headlines, and then we get to our little um, – starting lineup where we kind of talk about what we'll do today uh-huh. i want to change it up just a little bit all right i want to throw out a question that we will be talking about in our four downs mm-hmm. later on in the show i want to throw this question out there and see if we can get some feedback on it and that question is well max preps recently uh, tweeted a picture out they, they did a graphic of a high school video game and so I thought it was really cool looking, and I started thinking about it. And so I asked you, and I want to ask the listeners out there, if you could play with one high school player that you've seen, mm. I asked that you covered and that I've covered, but in regards to the listeners that you've watched play, if you could play with one high school player on a video game like a Max Preps video game, who would it be? Mm. Be like the Bo Jackson back for Tecmo Bowl, where he just couldn't be stopped. Right. Who would be that player? Yeah. Who have you? Who did you watch on the football field and just go, man, that is like a cheat code in a video game. <laughs> Therefore, who would you like to play with? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. That'll be a part of uh, four downs coming up later in the show. You actually had some pretty good questions this week. You say that every time, like you're surprised every time. If it's every time, then maybe you shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, are we into these awards ceremonies? Dude. Is that what we got to lead with this Here's morning? another question for you. What's more ridiculous, uh-huh. the NBA awards or the NFL players' top 100, especially the top 10, because there's some issues with both, uh-huh. and we'll get to both. I like, the, I like I like the uh, NFL, the top 100. I, I actually en- enjoy that better than the NBA postseason awards ceremony. True, and I enjoy it just because you get to see what players think. You mm-hmm. get to see what the players' opinions are. That said, man, they are short. They have a short memory, mm-hmm. a very short memory. Uh, but let's go with the NBA awards okay. first because that was um, – There wasn't a lot of drama. No. So let's run through who won real quick. James Harden won MVP, right? James Harden won MVP. Hmm. It's laughable at this stage. I I hate how they vote for it before the playoffs Mm -hmm. because I think Chris Paul shows you that he was, you could argue, he was the more valuable member of that team. Um, And literally the regular season ended when? Oh, I I don't know. Two months ago? Yeah, yeah, two months ago. Um, But – and if you saw, if you watched the playoffs, it was LeBron, no doubt, you know, and that's why it's it's a regular. It's these are regular season awards, so it makes no sense to have this big ceremony after the playoffs. And LeBron did not go to this thing last night, right? Why would he? <laughs> why would he? Um, so Harden won MVP. This is my favorite. Davis finished third, didn't he? Yeah, but this is my favorite. Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. So still getting more Coach of the Year honors. And then they tweet out afterwards, Toronto, congrats, Coach. (laughs) It makes no sense. Yeah. But like I said, it's a regular season uh, awards show. And, you know, you fired the guy who won multiple Coach of the Year honors. That's where you're at. But then you're forced to acknowledge it and recognize it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it would it have been worse if they would have said nothing? <laughs> is that one of those things where you just kind of yeah. act like you didn't see it? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So a couple more awards. Uh, Victor Oladipo was most improved. Hmm. Rudy Gobert was defensive player of the year. And Ben Simmons hmm. edged out Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. The sophomore. The sophomore for rookie of the year. Yeah. So, by the way, that was LSU's first uh, rookie of the year since Shaq. And they became the first team to have the NBA MVP and G League MVP mm. with Antonio Blayton in the same year. I don't know if that matters, but what it does what it does do is it makes you reflect to that 2015-16. Do you want to be the G League MVP? <laughs> if you're going to be in the G League, you want to be the G League MVP. Wouldn't you rather just be the 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 twelfth man on the bench and on an NBA team? Well, rather yeah. Be the MVP. Of the but G if you're League? stuck in the G League, yeah, you want to be the MVP. Uh, but what I was saying was that makes you look back to that 2015-16 LSU basketball year. You had both of these players. Yeah. And uh, yeah. well, then that fits in with another headline this morning. Johnny Jones has a new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was an assistant with Nevada last year. Yeah. And he will now uh, coach Texas Southern. They make the announcement. Of course, uh, what I think five years as the head coach at LSU. I think he took them to the big dance once. Yeah, well, good for Johnny. Johnny's Johnny's a good guy. Um, it just didn't work for him in Baton Rouge, so hopefully this works out. Other headlines, and you mentioned, of course, uh, the NFL Network doing the top 100 players of 2018. Top 10 finally revealed Tom Brady, what, for the second year in a row, third year in a row, fourth year in a row, is number one. Number one. Uh, number 10 was Aaron Rodgers, who missed most of the year. Number nine was Von Miller. Eight, Drew Brees. Seven, Aaron Donald. Six, Todd Gurley. Five, Le'Veon Bell. Four, Julio Jones. Three, Carson Wentz. Two, Antonio Brown. And one, Tom Brady. And what's your biggest beef? Is it just because Wentz is number three? Yes. Yeah. How can you put him number three? He was on his way to being the MVP of the league last year. Yet, he got hurt, and the Eagles still won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take anything away from Wentz. Anybody with eyeballs can see that Wentz is a cr- tremendous talent and, and it's going to be a great talent league for years to come. I just don't understand the, the order, you know, having him three. I mean, top ten. I don't even know if I'd have him top ten mm-hmm. just because he got hurt. And it's not his fault. I mean, yeah, he was a great player, but he got hurt. He didn't finish the year. So if if you're doing this and if you're doing it with Aaron Rodgers at ten, why isn't Beckham higher? Because that tells me right there you're not worried about injuries. You're just like, well, we still know he's a great player. Well, we still know Odell Beckham's one of the best receivers in the game. Mm. Why isn't he higher than he was? So, I don't know, man. I th- there are some issues with it, like J- Jalen Ramsey being higher than Patrick Peterson on the list. It's just it's stuff like that. We're just like, man, this is, there's some short memories out there. Mm. Uh, Drew Brees coming in at number eight, and then you look at the Rams, of course, back-to-back players with Gurley and Donald at six and seven. This will actually lead into another one of our uh, four-down questions coming up uh, later in the show. The the player or the athlete, how did you phrase it? Well, since Jameis Winston's going to be missing a couple of games, Mm -hmm. three games, actually, um, I asked who were the top three most irreplaceable players Mm. in the NFL. I like it. Yeah, got some good questions this week, yeah, apparently. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, it's unusual. Other headlines this morning, College World Series. What is going on with Mother Nature up there in Omaha? Well, from what I was reading, I think the weather's supposed to be a lot better the rest of the week, so they didn't want to start a game and have to delay it in the seventh inning, yada, yada, yada. So it makes sense. Uh, might as well just, you know, postpone it till today and let it start today and, and – uh, and let it carry out. But it is disappointing because, you know, I sat down at 6 o'clock like, all right, let's go. Let's get this thing started. You know, it would be more disappointing if you're spending some of your vacation time up there in Omaha and yes. anticipating the College World <laughs> Series and you get delayed another day. Yeah, well, go ahead and add another yeah. uh, night to your hotel room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So we do get to look forward to that hopefully tonight, game one of the College World Series. Uh, how about the coaching news? And this was the big talk in the College World Series, of course, with Mississippi State and their interim head coach, Gary, Gary Anderson. And we just figured, well, with the run that the Bulldogs made, he's going to land this job. Not so fast. It felt like a no-brainer. Um, yet, because they never pulled the trigger, you had to 
kind of be cautious and like, all right, well, what, what are they planning here? Then yesterday they announced that uh, Chris Lemony, I don't know how to say his name, he helped Louisville as an assistant. Uh, he, he led them to three College World Series appearance, or helped lead, I should say, um, and then uh, took over Indiana and went to an NCAA regional appearance in three of his last four years as head coach. Mm. So, you know, that's a good resume. I just – I don't get it, man. I don't understand what what more – did Gary Henderson absolutely have to win it all? Would he have gotten the job if he won it all? You know, you have to ask yourself that question now because they were literally one win away from this series that will be played tonight. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, I would have – I thought Gary Henderson earned the, the job. And uh, I felt like he was deserving to get it, but maybe they see something with him. And, and, and uh, you know, you look at the resume, Aaron. Hoosiers finished fifth in the Big Ten this season, went to the Austin Regional as the number two seed before losing to Texas A&M in the opener, fought back to get to the regional championship game before losing to Texas. You look at his overall record, 141-91-2 and 91 and two as the head coach. One of those seasons, he led the Hoosiers to uh, 40 wins and advanced to an NCAA regional. Did not know this. Indiana's had a pretty good track record, though. He inherited a program that actually went to the College World Series. With him as the skipper, Indiana advanced to three NCAA regionals during his four years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you look at it, John Cohen actually said that, you know, he's the most dynamic recruiter I've been around in my 25 years of college baseball. And his track record of identifying and developing major league talent in his 24 years of coaching illustrates that. Chris is also one of the elite baseball tacticians. And, of course, he says we're excited to have him. Uh, you know, he, he might be one of those coaches that they've kept their eyes on for quite a while. But I just think what Gary Henderson did should have kind of changed the, the path there. It should have. I thought he earned the job. Mm. Uh, other news, uh, one of our uh, favorites uh, had a huge day, and we should have mentioned this yesterday. Jacob Pearson, of course, the former West Monroe slugger, now playing for uh, Class A Cedar Rapids Colonels, who tore the cover off the ball. His best game as a pro on Sunday, going four for five, a home run, a triple, and three RBI. Yeah, and uh, this year with Cedar Rapids, he, his batting average is two eighty six, and he has two home runs. We are your home for your Houston Astros update. They lose to Toronto 6-3. to Bregman, though, was a 2-4 in this game with two RBIs. Can you add anything else, Jake? Uh, he had a homer in that game as well. And, yeah, Blue Jays got to Verlander. <laughs> add a little more. You want a little more? Uh, we want more. We want more World Cup. This is our World Cup update. La pelota para Rakitic, va abriendo para Montoya. Está esperando Suárez, espera Suárez en diagonal, pero muy ancha la pelota, alcanza a enganchar la pelota a Cerva este lado. Queda un hombre para la marca, le queda atrás a Suárez, goloso del Barça. ¡Gol! Your World Cup update, Jake. Some soccer was played. There was... Uh... You're still not on board. No, right? man. No. When we get to the uh, knockout round of 16, do you start watching then? No. I don't have interest. I'm sorry. You gotta try. <laughs> Do I? Yes. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize it was a part of my job description. <laughs> Tabor, doesn't Jake need to give it an effort? I mean, it, the world is watching. Why can't the Martin household be watching? Uh, see, I have thoughts, but I won't, no, I won't share them on air. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll just say I've got. I got to understand Jake more. At least he's honest that he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> As compared to you who trying to whitewash it. We all know I'm the only one of the three who gives half a toot about the Absolutely. World Cup. Whitewash. I like that word. That's good. That is on point right there. I'm real with you. I don't watch it. Aaron's go, Aaron's I am like, going to start. I told you I'm going to you've start. You've been saying that? Have you watched the game yet? I don't, have a, I don't even have a TV in my office How yet. are you going to get on me when you haven't even watched the game I don't have a TV yet? in my office. How do I watch You're it? You're not at your office 24 hours a day? Well, quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Huh? <laughs> uh, Tabe, what did we miss yesterday? Anything huge? Uh, well, you, you finished up group play for groups A and B. Uruguay, uh, excuse me, Uruguay won group A. Russia finished second and then in group b spain won and 
Portugal finished second. So in the knockout round, you're going to have Uruguay versus Portugal and Spain versus Russia. Today we've got Group C and Group D wrapping up. Good update, Cable. Yeah, thank you. You did not whitewash it like I did. Solid. <laughs> Brother. Um, yeah, so that's our World Cup update. It's Thank God for Tabor. Yes. 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Patriots. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Uh, we always look forward to catching up with Gus. He will join us at 8 o'clock. Look uh, at prep head coach. Antonio Hudson will join us at 8.30. Man, they got a kid that's blowing up over there. Uh, listed as one of the best prospects, high school basketball prospects in the state. Second overall, in fact, entering his junior year. We'll discuss that, plus some basketball news with Coach Hudson coming up at 8.30. Plus, a lot of people missed our interview with uh, Luke McCowan, the former Louisiana Tech and New Orleans Saints quarterback. We'll share that with you probably around 7.30 or so. And as Jake mentioned, we got four downs today. And one of the questions centers around... Yes, which high school athlete or football player, I should say, would you want to play with in a video game? If Max Preps came out with a video game and you could play as that athlete, who would it be? Richie actually gave us an answer. said Aaron may remember him, but Caldwell had a running back during the Matt Middleton days by the name of Ashton Key. The things that kid could do on the field in spite of his small stature made him feel like a human cheat code. Mm. Some would say Centarius Donald, when he played for Caldwell, too, was a man. Talk about a cheat code, just running over people. Mm-hmm. And probably had the biggest calves of any high school player ever. That's a good attribute. <laughs> and Joey Norton says, Jake, I'm right there with you. I haven't watched the first World Cup game. Get on board, guys. You too. <laughs> your calls, your texts, always welcome. 888 We're off and running on the morning drive on Sports Talk 977. Jake, this sounds more like a, a parting shot, but uh, especially not for 720. But what, what, what's the deal here, man, on ESPN.com? They're, they're just forcing these pictures down us from the body issue. Do they make you feel uncomfortable? Kind of, just because I'll pull up the app, yeah. and, like, you're in public, and all of a sudden you've got <laughs> naked people on your phone, and you're like, I didn't try. I didn't mean to do this. I'm trying to find info on sports. You don't want to see Jerry Rice at the age of 55 <laughs> basically naked in front of you? No, thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, that's that's a big pet peeve of yours, huh? Well, this morning it has been, yeah. Just everywhere. every page yeah. has uh, somebody. But Jerry Rice, and this is uh, obviously he's still in shape. Actually, he says he has more muscles now than when he played football. But at the age of 55, 13 years after retiring from the National Football League, the goat says he could still play. No, I'm sorry, Jerry. I have my doubts. Like you said, last year was 2004, and he had 30 receptions yeah. that year. You know what I mean? A little bit of a drop-off there. I would pay, though, to see Jerry Rice try. Would you Would you pay to see T.O. try again no, as well? But Jerry Rice, I would. We're talking about the GOAT. He's 55. Yeah, I know. T.O.'s probably in better shape than Jerry Rice. I could, pro- I could say – Drop the probably. T.O.'s in better shape. You're always looking for uh, workout advice. Uh, Jerry Rice says it's all about kettlebells. People love kettlebells. He says he does uh, three sets of 20, then three sets of 20 squats, and then after every set he goes for a 400-meter run, does one lap around the track, then comes back and does it again. I don't know how many times he does that. Oh, he he mixes in uh, 30 box jumps, 20 burpees. Nice. I'm a big believer in the box jumps and the burpees. Do you have kettlebells? Do you work out with kettlebells? Occasionally. Okay. These pictures of Jerry Rice make me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> Should we change the subject? Yes. Oh, he doesn't diet. This is what I like. I need to tell the wife this. Uh, it says, I'll eat fish. I'll eat baked chicken, pasta, beans when the body is telling you you need to indulge in something. All right. That's words of wisdom from the goat. Yeah, write that down. Um we failed to mention that the LSWA came out with their um, all-Louisiana team for college. Yeah. And I'll shout out some of the local players. Uh, pitcher Logan Bailey, Louisiana Tech, made the first team. 
shortstop Marshawn Taylor from Grambling made the first team as well. And then um, from LSU, Duplantis, Bain, and Cabrera kind of rounded out that the first team. Second team, uh, Mikael Hilliard from LSU, David Liao, Louisiana Tech, Parker Bates, Louisiana Tech, and Rafael Ramirez from Grambling. Mm. Who were the first team pitchers then? I just wrote down the okay. ones that huh. I can pull it up, though. Hilliard wasn't first team? He was Hilliard was not first pe- team. Huh. Uh, of course, Logan Bailey was one of those pitchers. Yeah. Uh, I think um, – Sorry, this is captivating. Really, really yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry well, to throw Jake under the bus here. Caught me off guard there. Huh. So, the first team – and the computer can slow. Huh. First team pitchers, Logan Bailey, yeah. Carlisle Kostler from Southeastern, Jerry Maddox from Northwestern, uh, Colton Schmidt from Louisiana Lafayette, and actually Colt Smith was the pitcher of the year. Mm. Any more questions while I got the list pulled up? Uh, no. That's okay, it. good, because I'm going to exit it out. Not, 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 not exactly a salty team this year, right? Nah. Not as good as it has been in the past. Yeah, that's that's the better way to phrase yeah. that. That's the better. David Fry from Northwestern State, by the way, was the hitter of the year. All right. He had a huge year. He did. He did indeed. Uh, one more quick note for headlines. Um, LSU got its sixth commitment in the last six days. Uh, Kendall McCollum, three-star Alabama linebacker, decided to be a Tiger. The best part of this was he had a video. He announced it with a video kind of like how Derek Stingley did mm-hmm. last week. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was a minute long. It wasn't really anything special to it. And at the end, he just says, uh, I'll see you in Baton Rouge. Huh. And you say something like, I'm turning my back on Alabama? No, no, no. One's getting away? <laughs> no. Saban didn't. doesn't have the border sealed? Or maybe Saban didn't want him. I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> but uh, this is – I like that we're seeing more of this. I don't know if Derek Stingley kind of started this or if he kind of followed in the footsteps of others, but I would love to see more and more of these videos and less of the press conferences with the hats and all that other stuff. Huh. I think these videos are great. It's you know minute, two minutes long. You can have your you know your time there in the spotlight, and then it's all good. Yeah. Well, when it's just a commitment with the hats, I never understood that. I mean, you're just verbally committing. I know. Uh, he had offers from uh, Louisville, Ole Miss, and Missouri, among others. So maybe Alabama wasn't even in the mix for. That's him? what I'm kind of saying. Like uh, oh. I didn't see Alabama offered or. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if Saban just has eyes on someone else or, or what, but it's a nice pickup. Um, like I said, my favorite part of the whole thing was the video, mm. just the fact that we're seeing another recruit use the video to announce his commitment. Wow, uh, his commitment now gives the Tigers uh, 18 mm-hmm. for 2019. Uh, according to several different recruiting services, this now moves LSU into the top three in the country. Yeah, uh, 24-7 sports, their composite team rankings, they're number three. And then 24-7 sports, actual uh, team rankings, they're number two. Hmm. So it's it's a good class, but you can't, get, you can't get caught up in the star ratings. I think for this to be a special class, LSU needs to get a couple of defensive tackles. Of course, they get Sopcher from a meet. That, that kind of changes the whole thing. I mean, that's the game changer. Uh, but they, they need a couple of defensive tackles. Uh, they need a running back. They need a receiver. Uh, but if they get those things, man, yeah, this will be a special class. Pretty big week for Ed Orgeron. Yeah, a great week for Ed Orgeron. Huh. Hold that tight. That's right. 888-993-7762. Coming up after the uh, break, you'll hear from uh, Luke McCowan, of course, on Drew Brees and what makes him unique, what makes him a future Hall of Fame. Richie with another good point here on the text line says all these commitments until pen is put to paper, I remain a skeptic. Fair. I mean, I'm the same way as well. Because these kids change their mind too. You know know how that goes. Last minute too. Also, uh, we continue to ask if a video game, a high school player that you've watched in the past, if you put them in a video game, who would it be? Don't give me your top one, but give me one. Uh, Charles Scott. Mm. Back at Jonesboro High, just, he was just barrel over people. Oh, and then speed too. Yeah, I mean he was pretty special. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> uh, John John Tabor uh, brought one up uh, back in the day. Jamie Spencer out of Washington. I never got to cover him. That was before 
I got here, but just going back and watching the footage of him, just, you want to talk about a kid that could barrel over people, just a, a beast, and of course went off to uh, Notre Dame. See, that's my issue. The question is phrased for us, who have you covered that yeah. you would like to play with in a video game? I got here in 2015, yeah. so I've got <laughs> very few options. You've got a ton of But you, you know the history of Northeast sure. Louisiana, and you've seen them, or you've seen highlights of, of athletes and players. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should have just phrased it different, Jake. Well, I, I, kinda, I, I wanted to phrase it that way for you because you've covered a lot of a lot of guys. I just wanted to say that I'm old. Nice way to say that I'm old. That's Been exactly. around a while. Now you're getting it. <laughs> now you're catching uh, it. Anthony says, Randall Mackey or Tony White? Oh, yeah. Mackey at Bastrop, yeah. of course, the roadrunner out at Neville, Tony White. He was fun. What about John Diars at Neville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't steal the thunder. The list is coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. Keep weighing in at 888-993-7762. Let's talk a little uh, NFL football. Uh, Luke McCowan, of course, uh, one of the 50 players that Louisiana Tech just closed up the voting, 50 top players that played in the Joe Fans had an opportunity to vote on it. Luke made the list. We had an opportunity to catch up with him uh, a couple of weeks ago and discuss, of course, Drew Brees, Luke's career, and also, you know, what Louisiana Tech meant to his career. Here's a portion of that interview with Luke. Luke, what's going on, bud? How you been? Hey, Aaron. What's going on, guys? Good. Uh, man, uh, exciting announcement coming for you. Uh, you kind of make that shift. You make the announcement what on April 20th, 2018, that you are retiring. Now you're in the business world. What's going on with you, Luke? Well, uh, man, I, I I let Drew talk me into a few things uh, hmm. while I was in New Orleans with him. And, and one of those uh, ventures that, that we've kind of begun here is uh, Jimmy John's Restaurant. Yeah. Uh, a great um, quick-serve restaurant uh, that, that – is the uh, the freshest and the fastest, uh, really, of, of any sandwich I've ever had, and um, and so uh, man, we're we're off and running with uh, with one in Ruston, uh, that's just off the campus, and uh, it's done a great job for us, and um, and we've recently bought uh, another store uh, in Monroe, and uh, we're having a grand opening this coming Thursday, uh, June seventh. Uh, from 11 to 3, and, and uh, really really looking to have a, uh, a, a great turnout uh, by the, from the community, just wanting to kind of uh, invest ourselves into the community and, and, and say that we're, we're there, we're there to support and help and, and serve and, uh, and, and hopefully be a staple. So, Luke, when you're hanging out with uh, Drew in that locker room, of course you're breaking down defenses and in that quarterback room, but you're also talking a little butt business. Is this how this all got started? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, there's you, you listen. Uh, there, there's no other person that I spent more time with over the last four years uh, outside of my wife than Drew Brees. And uh, and so Drew and I, I mean, you, you uh, when you spend that much time together, you uh, really uh, cover the uh, uh, the gamut of of topics and and situations and and life subjects and family and kids and um and, he, and he's truly one of my best friends and so uh we got to talking about various uh business ventures and investments and stuff like that and, and he said hey man you know you really ought to look into into this jimmy john thing and uh, he said man if we going to take doesn't have anything like that it's really a, a you know built for that and so we did some digging on it, and and, um, and wanted to be a part of a of a good team, you know, as as, as to use a sports analogy, I guess. But uh, they're a, they're a brand that supports you and helps you, and uh, uh, they stand for the right things. And so, uh, wanted to be a part of, of something like that. And so, uh, we're we're off and rolling. Luke, what would be the thing that would surprise people the most about Drew Brees that you've learned from him? Man, <clears throat> Drew is is one of the most genuine people that you will ever meet. Um, the 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 man he is, the character that he represents. Uh, when you see him on the field, um, that's who he is in life. He is. Uh, um, I mean, he's he's a hundred percent all in to everything that he does, and uh, competitive, man, competitive. 
and uh, he um, er, just literally every everything that he does, he wants to be the best at it. And and whether it's business, whether it's you know football, obviously he's already accomplished that. He's he's one of the top, uh, in my opinion, probably a top five greatest all time. Um, I, I I really believe that. But when it comes to his family, uh, his marriage. Uh, his his um, you know his his belief systems man he he wants to be the absolute best at uh, at every bit of it and he doesn't want to leave any stone unturned when it uh, when it comes to uh, all of those things so he he looks for advice he looks for coaching he looks for um, just ways to um, uh, get the most out of everything that he does, and so he's he's and from that aspect he's he's really one of the most genuine people that you will ever meet and 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 be around. And I'm I'm blessed and fortunate to call him a friend and have uh, have been around him for for quite some time now. Those quarterback challenges that you guys would have after practice, of course, yeah. during training camp. How many of those did you win against a future Hall of Famer? Uh, you know we we. Now the other thing about being competitive is that we we never did something without keeping track of wins and losses. And uh, there's, um, I would tell you, there's more than a handful of times where at the end of uh, training camp or at the end of the week um, that uh, that I had the lead uh, and I was I was uh, ahead by a margin. Now the other thing about Drew is that. Uh, if a call doesn't go his way, much like the NBA Finals last night, he will look to overturn it in some way, uh, form or fashion. He will uh, argue it. He will, uh, you know, kind of put a new spin on the competition or on the rules of the competition. And uh, but it's all in good fun. And, and uh, man, we, we we had a blast doing those. Mm. Yeah, he's got a little pull with the Saints too. So he can no, just a little bit. Hey, uh, we always hear from coaches talking about what makes a good teammate, Luke. And, of course, you spent 13 years in the NFL. How would you describe what is a good teammate? Well, a good teammate uh, really is, is not a whole lot different from a good man. You know, it's a guy that uh, accepts responsibility. Uh, and that's um, really across the board, uh, you know, accepting responsibility to do your job, accept, accepting the responsibility to have uh, an expectation placed on you as a teammate or as a player or as a role um, that has a role on that team, maybe in a specific scheme or something like that, but an expectation that you're going to do, uh, A, what's necessary to be ready for uh, your job, and B, do your job real well. Uh, and and um, I think that sometimes we get away from that. We get away from uh, placing expectations on people too high because maybe they – uh, they don't handle that pressure, or maybe um, you know they they just don't operate well uh, when somebody's expecting something out of them. But uh, you know, I always I always love the fact that as a backup quarterback uh, in the NFL, that there was an expectation on me, and, and part of uh, who I was and, and why I, I continued to. Um, have opportunities and and teams would want me to come and support their starter was because they expected me to uh, play well if called upon. Now, I, I wasn't called upon a whole lot, but uh, the times that uh, I did have to step in and play, I fared pretty well. And so, um, you know, I, I think they accept responsibility. Uh, I think they um, they uh, reject the, the kind of the passive notions of, of well, I'm just a backup, or I'm just uh, I'm not uh, you know as um, important of a player as say a Drew Brees, or I'm not as I don't carry the same name as a uh, Jimmy Graham or a Marcus Colston or some of these guys that I've gotten to play with, and so um, it's not as important for me to do my job as it is for them. And and yet, man, the best teammates are guys that take their job uh, uh, extremely uh, seriously. And, uh, and and want to be great at it no matter what. So they they kind of reject this this notion that um, uh, somebody else will do it, you know. And so um, you know I I I have uh, had the opportunity to be around some great players, um, you know, from Derek Brooks in Tampa and uh, and Rondé Barber 
and uh, Matt Ryan in, in Atlanta and, and Maurice Jones-Drew in, uh, in Jacksonville and, and, and Drew Brees. And so all these guys exemplify this, you know what, um, I'm not going to leave it up to anybody else. Uh, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to make sure I'm prepared, um, you know, and, and I'm going to meet the expectations that my teammates place on me because they expect me to meet those expectations. And uh, to me, that's a, that's, a, that's a great teammate. Your roles have certainly changed now. You are a businessman and, of course, a father of six. I didn't miss one, did I? That's a no. <laughs> you didn't miss one, but you didn't give me one either, so I appreciate that too. Uh, what's harder right now? Uh, well, were, are you a better coach now, or were you a better quarterback? Oh, man. Um, uh, you know, the, my dad used to always say, um, the, the older I get, the better I was. And so <laughs> the further I get away from playing quarterback, man, the better I, the better I was. Um, but I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, uh, some time with my family. I'm enjoying, um, you know, the other aspects of, of life that are coming along now and having an opportunity to, to, uh, to run a few businesses and, 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 you know, kind of uh, be on that side of things as an owner. And then, uh, but at the same time, training some kids and some quarterbacks over here in East Texas and, and, uh, helping them, uh, hopefully meet, uh, some of their goals and, and expectations they, they want to place on themselves. And so, uh, just, Man, enjoying life and enjoying what what God has given me and the opportunities that He's blessed me with. Two final questions, Luke. Uh, first of all, if we go back, I think you guys were playing. It was uh, Louisiana Tech versus Oklahoma State one weekend in Shreveport. On the same weekend, your brother was playing for Sam Houston and came over and played ULM. If we go back to yep. that week and say that both of you guys would have uh, these long careers in the NFL, and of course your brother still in it. What do you think the still odds going. of that happening for both of you would be? Well, um, man, I, I heard somebody say that uh, playing in the NFL, um, you know, is kind of like getting, uh, you know, hit by lightning and bitten by a great white shark um, on the same day uh, at the same, like almost simultaneously. That's about the, the chances. And so, um, man, uh, you know, it, it, it's a goal that, that I know that we both placed on ourselves early in life. I know I. I made that that choice in second grade that that this was the the life that I was going to pursue, um, and, and literally every you know, and it it had nothing to do with parents pushing me or mom and dad. It just that's what I wanted to to pursue, and uh, you know I had two older brothers that kind of thought the same way, and so my mindset was, well, if they can do it, I can do it, and I can probably do it better, and uh, so it was it was a dream that that all of us always chase uh josh and i were were very fortunate to end up having kind of that prototypical size and uh we had some athleticism and can do some some things um athletically that not many people uh in our position could do and then we could we could throw a ball for some reason you know god gave us the ability to throw a ball and be able to hit marks that not a lot of people could hit and so um Man, I, I don't know what the chances would be, but it's been a fun ride, and uh, and uh, we're we're uh, we don't take it lightly. We know how how blessed we've been because of it, and and that's a lot of the reason. You know, there's a lot of talk about Josh and, and mentoring Sam Darnold and and how he's kind of embraced that role, and and we've always looked at our career that way. That we're just we have an opportunity to help somebody else out in their career. Now we compete. We we want to win. We want to be the starters and all that stuff. But it's not beyond us to go, hey, we've been given a, an opportunity here to, to bless others. And so why not help somebody else reach their dreams as well? And so, uh, man, we, we've enjoyed the time. And, uh, yeah, Josh is still playing, still still rolling, and and, and uh, he's got a great opportunity with a, uh, an improved team this year uh, with the Jets. Congratulations on the retirement. Of course, uh, thanks for doing what you're doing inside the community. Once again, uh, next Thursday, grand opening in Monroe. And next Thursday, grand opening in Monroe, right there on uh, 165. It's uh, from 11 to 3. It's $1 sub. So uh, all the classic sandwiches from our number one to our number six are $1 off. Only in shop, though. Drive-thru will be closed, so you have to come in. Um, that way we can get you inside there and, and – uh, and you can see the atmosphere. You're going to love it.
Luke, you're the best. We appreciate the time, bud. Thank you. Aaron, you're awesome, man. Thanks so much. Luke McCown. Always love catching up with uh, Luke. Obviously, that was a little dated at the end, but at Jimmy John's is open. Luke running the shop over there. He is uh, peddling the subs. Uh, we look forward to him joining us throughout the football season. Yeah, and we've gotten a lot of text about high school players that you would like to play with in a video game. Yeah. Uh, a couple of texts here. Anthony says Randall Mackey or Tony White. Mm-hmm. Chad says Jermaine Sharp, OCS. Richie, Richard Murphy from Ravel. Mm-hmm. And Delario Marche Green. Let's dive into that coming up after the break. We're going to play a little four downs on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. All right, Jake, let's play a little uh, four downs, and let's start with the, the first down, and a, a great question that you asked. All right, Max Preps recently released a mock cover of a high school football game. Which athlete that you covered would you have loved to have played with on a gaming console? All right, I think you have to start first with Kevontae Green. Absolutely. I didn't get to cover him, yeah. but if I could pick any athlete that you covered, mm-hmm. I think he'll be my number one choice. Yeah. Just for, I mean, literally, every time he touched the ball, you would hold your breath. And you really anticipated something special to happen every time he touched the ball. And quite frankly, his senior year in the postseason, every time he did touch the ball, something magical <laughs> seemed to happen. I mean, look at these numbers. His senior year. He had 16 touchdowns in the postseason to lead the Neville Tigers, of course, to a state championship. Overall, for his senior year, he only had, I say only, quotation marks, 29 total touchdowns, but 16 of those came in the playoffs. Basically, as we've seen this with Mickey, and, you know, they had a number of blowouts. They were basically not saving him, but when it came time, they knew who they had to get the ball to in their championship run. And he went by the name of Cavante Turpin. Just so much fun to well, watch. Well, and you think about the championship game against Easton where they went down, the Tyron Johnson play where yeah. he actually hurdled yeah. a Neville player. Then you, you you saw what Neville did. They turned to Cavante Turpin. Yeah. And like like somebody put it to me uh, before, uh, Easton got Cavante Turpin. Yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible performance in that championship game. And everybody went in as Tyron Johnson was the best player on the field. And I think on that day, Cavante had something to say and what he did. Uh, his senior year, he finished up with a 904 rushing yards, 724 receiving, and that magical postseason run and what he did with those 16 overall touchdowns. Fun to watch. Still is fun to watch. Hopefully he's going to have an injury-free year at TCU and can continue to do some uh, eye-popping stuff over there for the Horn Kicks. Yeah, and you did mention that every time he touched the ball, you kind of held your breath. I think TCU fans kind of had that same feeling, especially early on before his injury. Um, that said, I want to pose another one that you got to cover, and Richie actually mentioned him, Richard Murphy. Yeah. Now, I actually, uh, playing for Vidalia, we played against Richard Murphy and Ravel, and he literally did everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kicked off, he kicked field goals, <laughs> he rushed for touchdowns, he even threw a touchdown, I think, in that and game. And they kicked your butt. Uh, it was like 52-6. to six. <laughs> It was embarrassing. But uh, he was the real deal. I got to see that up close and personal, uh, and, and he was – I can't imagine what it was like to get to watch him every single Friday night. Yeah, he was fun. I believe he ended up with over 7,000 rushing yards in his high school career. At the time that uh, he left Ravel, he was somewhere ranked in the top uh, six or seven in the state all-time for rushing yards. And he did that despite, a lot of people may forget, his junior year he went down with an ACL injury. I remember it like it was yesterday. It happened right in front of our, our camera. And it, was, it just felt so bad for Richard Murphy. They were well on their way to another big year. They would always run into a private school with Coach Bo Barton in the semis or the quarterfinals and the state championship dreams would be derailed. But, uh, boy, Richard Murphy was fun to watch with the Hornets. Imagine if it was non-select yeah. select back then. Uh, mm. If you want to get Bo Barton riled up, that's all you can do. <laughs> Mention Notre Dame and those likes, E.D. White, and uh, what they did to Ravel in terms of stopping them from winning state championships. Yes, indeed. So, I uh, – like I said, I got here in 2015. I don't have the luxury of picking through all these great players that you did. But here's a player that I think would fly under the radar uh, if, if you're looking at all those great players from the past. My choice was Washtaw's Davion Warren. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about video game. You know what's fun to play with? I used to love getting West Virginia back in the day and playing with Pat White doing that RPO. 
I would have loved to have played with Davion Warren in that same sense. Mm-hmm. Just the fact, you know, I, I go back to when, when Neville had uh, that, that camp that it was actually Texas A&M and Tulane, and Kevin Sumlin, I actually was right there by Davion. Kevin Sumlin walked up and said, Arkansas, huh? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, really, Arkansas? Kevin Sumlin wanted him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how impressive of an athlete Davion Warren was. Mm-hmm. Before Cavante Turpin, there was a kid by the name of uh, Marche Green, of course, went on to play at Ole Miss. Uh, Marche was just a spectacular watch at Bastrop. 98 career touchdowns. And, you know, before Randall Mackey, everybody forgets Bastrop was still right on the verge. I mean, they were knocking on the door. They were very, very salty with Brad Bradshaw. In fact, I think Marche, when he was a part of the Rams, they went something like 44-6. and six. And this is before the run, right? Yeah, this was before the run. <laughs> Forty-four and six, they couldn't get over the state quarterfinal hump. Oh man! And then, of course, two thousand and five arrived, and then the rest is history. Mm-hmm. When Bastrop puts together just the incredible run of what forty-nine straight. But Marche Green, fun to watch. Rogers Lock. They, he, he had Marche Green on offense, and then you had the linebacker Rogers Lock for the Rams. Uh, they were tough, tough to beat. Obviously, with those forty-four wins. And then, of course, you got to witness Randall Mackey, like you said, and then you got to witness Reuben Randall as well. Can you imagine to have that back-to-back? And, of course, (laughs) when Mackey was the quarterback, he'd be throwing it downfield to Reuben Randall Uh and D'Angelo Benton, among others. I remember uh, Reuben Randall, he must have been just a sophomore against Neville. He caught a pass on his back in the end zone for a score against the Tigers. And then, of course, when they move him to quarterback, you know, he wasn't the greatest quarterback of all time, but you put an athlete back there, and some of the runs and some of the improvising that he did, he was uh, incredible, to say the least. Yes, indeed. Who were some other guys that kind of stuck out to you over the years? Uh, you have to you have to mention John DeArce. Absolutely. And then with, with DeArce, put him a wide receiver. Of course, his first year as, as a freshman, I didn't even know his name, couldn't even pronounce him. It was our game of the week. And he goes out and has three touchdown catches. That was his breakthrough game. And then what we saw over the course of the next four years and the numbers that he put up. I think a lot of people also forget they put him sometimes back in the secondary. I think it was against Longview or it was against Marshall. He had a a touchdown return of 109 yards Mm. for a score, a pick six. What about OCS's Eric Edwards? What was it like watching him on the high school? You see – that was before I got here, but going back and watching, and starting next week, we're going to dig into the football vault on the TV side and show some great old clips. But Eric Edwards was literally a man among boys. I mean, there's one clip where he must be dragging at least uh, seven players from Sissy Island. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, the same with uh, some footage of uh, Booger McFarland back in the day when he was at Winsboro, just, uh, just a, a beast. Tommy Banks also, you look back at some of that and him running the ball. Uh, during my time, though, you'd have to certainly put uh, Robert Lane into the conversation and talk about video games and the, the numbers that he put up. I think he ended up his career with, uh, I think, 105, 107 career touchdowns. He had a playoff game where I believe he had five or six scores, first or second round back in the day. What's incredible to me is, you know, we started brainstorming, kind of looking at some of these names. And then you come across someone like Kyle Williams back in 2002, and you're going, wait a minute, he's still playing for that? And and guys like Andrew Whitworth as well. I mean, I can't imagine what they look like uh, playing on the gridiron in high school. You mentioned uh, Whitworth. So Whitworth's class in 2001, these were considered the biggest prospects in the state of Louisiana. That class, which was pretty darn good, uh, featured Michael Clayton, Christian yeah, Life. He was pretty good. Uh, Marquise Hill from De La Salle, defensive lineman. Uh, Rudy Niswanger, of course, from OCS, went on to play at LSU and, of course, uh, had a nice career in the NFL. Uh, Brent Rawls, quarterback at Evangel, went off to Oklahoma and then ended up at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Marcus Spears. How many years has Marcus Spears now been retired? And he had a, a nice NFL career from Southern Life. He was part of Whitworth's class. Yeah. So it was Brandon Jacobs. A lot of people forget about Brandon Jacobs, who uh, got to play running back for the New York Giants. Mm. But, yeah, uh, it's crazy when you look at those names, and, you, and it feels like they've been out the game forever. And yet, like you said, Whitworth's still doing his thing out there in the NFL. And you mentioned uh, Kyle Williams in the 2002 class. Uh, Justin Vincent, he was a high-profile, of course, and we remember what he did in the national championship game. Coming out of a bar, Lester Ricard at that time from a meet, the quarterback. 
But uh, Skylar Green was an athlete, of course, coming out of Higgins that year. A number of guys that, of course, played in the league, but they're not playing like Kyle still is. You're, that's right. And, and that's what that's what sticks out to me is when you when you kind of go through those that list and those names. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy when you when you sit there and think back to, to the games you got to cover and the kids you got to cover. Um, I just thought it was an interesting thought. That's kind of the first thing that went through my mind when I saw that picture on Twitter is, man, how fun would it be to get to play with some of these high school teams and some of these stadiums? And then I got to thinking, who would I have loved to have played with in high school? And I think, you know, I, I just going off of what I saw from afar, I think Kevontae Turpin would have to be at the top of my list just just because of everything he did in that postseason run. And, you know, we talked about running backs, and I'm sure there are a few listeners out there that, you know, they say the Jamie Spencer, the Tommy Banks, and then if you're going to go down that route, uh, Anthony Thomas, the A-train from Winfield. Yes, and just Michigan. the gaudy numbers that he put up when he was down there in Winfield. Seeing, watch, watching some of those highlights back in the day, you want to talk about just a bulldozer. You know what I love to do is just kind of sit down and look at all these athletes that came from Louisiana. Yeah. You know, guys that you forget about. Like like Anthony Thomas, I did forget about him. And, and of course, I learned about him at, when he was in college. Yeah. You know, it, it, these guys that made their name on a national level, you realize, oh, wait, they did come from Louisiana. But that just tells you how, you know, rich of a talent base this the state is. Anthony Monroe weighs in. He says uh, Montrell Connor, of course, from uh, Washington, and uh, Brandon Landers from Carroll. Hmm. Both had great high school careers. Brandon, of course, went on to uh, Grambling, and Montreal went to Mississippi State. Yeah, it, it's always fun to travel back on uh, memory lane, isn't it? That was just first down. <laughs> yeah, that was just first down. <laughs> we'll have to reserve the other three for after the break. Coming up next, uh, Gus Cattengill joins us. Then we'll rejoin our four-down conversation. You can weigh in at 888 the one high school player in the past that would be make for a, a terrific video game or put up incredible video game numbers. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.